Welcome to the Infertility Podcast. I'm Candace. And I'm Daniel. Grab a biscuit because we've got the tea on all things infertility. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. This helps others find our podcast and get even more information about coping with infertility. Also, if you'd like to stay up to date with our story, you can follow me on Instagram at Operation Baby Bump. Have a great topic for our podcast? Email us at thevanwades at gmail.com. Hey guys, it's me. Daniel's off this week again, so it's just me. I thought I would do something a little bit different this week. I've been working in a book called A Book That Takes Its Time, An Unhurried Adventure in Creative Mindfulness. It's got lots of passages that are encouraging, encouraging you to take your time, and it's something that I bought about a year into IVF treatments because I could tell that I was not taking time to reflect on the things that were happening, and the way I was feeling. I was just going from one cycle to the next. I thought this book would help me to slow down and see what was going on around me. There's a passage in the book that really talks about the weight and celebrating the weight. And of course, while I was in my weight, I did not really appreciate this passage for what it was. But I thought I would share it with you just in case it helps. The passage is called Celebrate the Weight by Lizette Thouf. We want to see a movie and ta-da, we download it. We're craving strawberries. They're available even in the winter. We want to see our friends across the world. Skype. We hardly have any time to save our anticipation anymore. Recently, my friend Mickey decided to wait a week before buying a book. I passed by the bookstore a few times, longing for that book, Mickey said. That gave me another seven days of enjoyment. It was so much more fun than getting it right away. Oops, I thought. I always buy a book right away. As soon as I decide what I want. Then it usually stays in my growing pile because there were so many other books I needed right away. Would it be different if I postponed buying it and looked forward to it for a while? Things and experiences gain value when you wait for them, says Harold Schweitzer, professor of English at Bucknell University and author of On Waiting, Thinking in Action. Instant gratification makes them worth less. Anticipation is also good for you, says the experts. It makes your brain produce dopamine, and that makes you feel excited and happy. Research shows that people are happier looking forward to a vacation than during the actual vacation itself. And the more you allow yourself to anticipate something, the easier it is to overcome any obstacle that may present themselves on the way to that something. At least, so long as you don't get stuck in unrealistic fantasies. Childlike Magic Remember as a child how you felt just before you went on vacation? Or when it was nearly your birthday? Why don't I look forward to things like that anymore? Occasionally, I'll have a fleeting thought like, Oh, I'm just going out for dinner tonight. That's nice. 
but usually I'm too busy to dwell on the good things of the future. Mostly, I want it all right now. Impatience is a form of greed, Schweitzer tells me. Perhaps patience is like generosity, an act of generosity to give yourself the time to wait for something. Social psychologist and author Suzanne Piet is an advocate of cultivating anticipation. If you're very rich or influential, you can get anything you want right away, she says. But that often leaves people feeling empty and disappointed. The multimillionaire Jean-Paul Getty said he once got a box of crayons for his birthday and that it was the best present he had had in years. It was just a small gift, but it had to do with something that he could anticipate. And of course, it recalled childhood memories. Anticipation is an innocent, naive state that all children know and one that is in danger of disappearing later in life. Maybe I've been protecting myself, I think. Childlike magic is enviable, but what if the big event doesn't bring everything you've dreamed and hoped for? My eighth birthday, for example, was a disaster in slow motion. We had just moved, and I hadn't made any friends at my new school yet. Also, my mother hadn't prepared anything special for my birthday. No games, no balloons, no scavenger hunt. Only two girls turned up at my party. One had a gift, a piece of soap, I think. We ate the cake, and that was it. I was deeply disappointed, but tried immediately to push that awful feeling away. Of course it was my own fault, I thought, because if I hadn't been so full of anticipation, just three more days, just three more days, it wouldn't have hurt so much. Maybe that's when I trained myself not to feel anticipation, to keep my expectations lower instead. We'll see, I frequently said indifferently about important events coming up. It will probably pour rain, and I think I won't fall into that trap anymore. Instant gratification. Nowadays, it's all about instant gratification. Everyone is quick to tell you you no longer have to wait for fun things. You can get everything you want right now. It's no longer only natural to save money for a long time to be able to hurry and buy luxury items. If you can't afford it, just use credit. Why wait? As a child, I had to nag for years before I finally got a guitar from my parents. And that was quite normal. When I became a mother and my teenage son decided that he wanted to learn to play the guitar, he scored a fine instrument online in just one afternoon. Part of it is that technology today is at our beck and call, serving us faster and faster. Waiting for a letter just can't compete with all those smartphones and iPads full of emails, text messages, and chat apps. If people have to wait, no matter how briefly, they get out their smartphone. Has anything come in? Research shows that some people can even check their phones often during sex. Instant gratification has invaded all areas of life. In an interview, comedian Louis C.K. did a bit that's known today as everything's amazing and nobody's happy. He talked about how impatient we've become as a result of technology. Like, in my lifetime, the changes in the world have become incredible, he says. When I was a kid, we had a rotary phone. We had a phone that you had to stand next to, you had to dial it, you would actually hate people with zeros in their numbers. You'd be like, ugh, this guy has two zeros, screw that guy. 
He went on to describe that he was once on a plane, in the early days of in-flight Wi-Fi, where they announced that high-speed internet was available for passengers. That's the newest thing I know that exists, he says. And I'm sitting on the phone, and they go, open your laptop, you can go on the internet, and it's fast, and I'm watching YouTube clips, and it's amazing, and I'm on an airplane, and then it breaks down, and then they apologize, and the internet's not working. Then the guy next to me starts cursing, like how quickly the world owes him something he knew existed only 10 seconds ago. Now, no matter how quickly things are improving our lives, we're almost instantly disappointed they're not happening faster. Delaying the pleasure. Maybe we're losing an important quality, the pleasure of delaying gratification. In the infamous Stanford Marshmallow study of the late 60s, early 70s, children were given a marshmallow that they were told they could eat right away, but if they wait 15 minutes, they would get two marshmallows. Less than a third of the children could summon up the patients to wait for that second marshmallow. Years later, a follow-up study showed that kids who waited did better on all fronts. They got better grades at school, and they were more capable, healthier, and happier. Because of ubiquitous instant gratification, something paradoxical happens in our society, says Dutch author Mark Mieris in Lift, a book that explores the neurobiology of craving. Because we have so little time to long for something, there is a kind of restlessness in our lives which leads us to enjoying ourselves less, he says. If you always get everything you want right away, you're constantly on a treadmill of dissatisfaction, always on the lookout for the next product, the next set of new clothes, the next gadget, without ever reaching the stage of quiet enjoyment and being satisfied with what you have. Postponing pleasure can be wonderful, and it doesn't have to be for the big things. You can do it all the time in daily life. What's better, grabbing a quick sandwich that's available on the supermarket shelf or sitting down to a meal that you've planned, prepared, and served over several hours? Of course you can eat faster, but you won't savor the experience in the same way. There's nothing wrong with casual encounters or spontaneous parties either, but a party or a date that you can really anticipate for a while makes you feel that life is worth waiting for. Lastly, the author gives an idea, nine ways to promote anticipation. One, reread a book of poetry. Two, clear out your closets, leaving them empty afterwards. Number three, set a fixed evening to watch a TV show instead of binging on three episodes at a time. Four, pick fresh strawberries in the spring. Five, Mail a letter to someone and wait for the answer. 6. Take an old analog camera with you instead of a digital one. 7. Send dinner invitations in the mail rather than online. 8. Start a new blank diary. And 9. Make vacation plans. And I'll add a tenth one. Look forward to whatever comes next. Thanks for sitting through that with me, guys. What I love about that passage, while it doesn't directly talk about infertility, I can't help but think about infertility the entire time I read that. The process of going through treatments is so hard because we're always hitting brick walls. It seems like we're always in a cycle of bad news. 
cycles are canceled, cycles are failing. When is it our turn? I was the type of person who for a long time, I bought baby stuff. I would walk around the baby section and even though it hurt, it excited me. I would look at the little socks and I would look at the little mittens you put on them when they're newborn so they don't scratch their eyeballs out. And I would just think, I can't wait to get pregnant and be so far along that I do all my washing and I hang these little pieces up to dry and I handle the little onesies and the tiny little socks and it would excite me for the future. Of course, there came a point in my two and a half year fertility treatment journey that those trips to the baby section started to lose their luster. I started to think, well, I'm not going to set myself up for disappointment. Don't do that to yourself, Candace. Don't cross over from the tile to the carpet of the baby section. Stay away. It's bad news. But somehow, that excitement kept pulling me in. And I would buy an outfit that was on sale for $3. Why not? I would scroll through Pinterest and pin beautiful nurseries that I thought might come in handy someday. I would stand in the shower and look down at my bloated belly and just think, I can't wait till that's a baby in there and not just me being bloated from fertility treatments. Sometimes I would even stand in front of the mirror and push out my belly and think, wow, this is what I'm going to look like when I'm pregnant. And I did all those things out of anticipation, but again, there comes a point where you're waiting so long And the anticipation feels like torture. Maybe today, just today, we can all take the time and shift our perspective. Instead of feeling scared of the letdown, try feeling excited again. Like the excitement you had when you first started trying to get pregnant. When you thought that it would happen right away. Remember that feeling? Remember telling your friends and family that you were trying and you were so excited and they were so excited for you? I remember that. And then the months passed. And then the years passed. And then we stopped talking about it. So today, just today, and maybe tomorrow if you find that you like it, shift your perspective. Look forward to pregnancy like Christmas. The lead-up is way more fun than Christmas Day, isn't it? Because Christmas Day, it's over. Let's look at pregnancy as Christmas Day. Except for when you get to Christmas Day, the month of December starts all over again. And you get to anticipate something new. Having the baby. As always, I really appreciate everyone who listens to our podcast. Thank you so much for following along on our journey. I know the waiting's hard. But I pray that everybody gets their rainbow soon. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm Candace. Good night.